We're celebrating the presentation of the Lord. Mary and Joseph bringing Jesus to the temple 40 days after uh, birth. So we can think of Christmas as our marking point. It seems like a long way away, but if we have that in our minds, uh, this presentation. And we see that uh, every moment that the Lord sort of makes up way into the world, there's other people that God had prepared to be a part of this. We saw that with John the Baptist uh, when he began his works, but we also see this all the way back here in the beginning when they go to the temple, the Lord already had prepared uh, um, Simeon and Anna to be partakers in this proclamation. And I mean, think of the, I don't know the right word for it, but possibly gall, possibly presumption, possibly, uh, but really in humility, they're telling Mary what it is that she's going to be a part of and what it is that she's doing. And, I, you know, at any point, I'm gonna, she'd be like, yeah, I already understand. Or maybe she doesn't. Maybe there's some way in which the, she already had within her these things and God left this little part that uh, Anna is to proclaim to her or Simeon is to proclaim to her. But the humility of her who allows other people to be a part of this mission. And so we see that this is the case here. And that is the case that continues on. We saw that with St. Paul, right? When Christ enters the life of Saul, that he has the companions who take him by the hand and bring him into town. And then we have Ananias, who is the one who heals. And so the same for you, that in your lives, other people were prepared far before you ever got to a place to recognize what it is that God wanted for you. And for those in your lives that you feel like you're escorting closer to the heart of God, uh, you aren't the only one. So where there's moments of like, what if? Don't worry, like God has another plan. Somebody else is going to partake, right? This is the great role of St. Ambrose. I love St. Monica. But Ambrose was a part of answering St. Monica's great prayer. All along the way, uh, there's, there's people who are bringing Christ, uh, ushering the word into the world in certain ways, in particular ways. And today we celebrate this great gift. But there's always others who are partaking of it that, that play this part. Uh, and interestingly enough, just a little side note, uh, I never thought about this. this. Well, let me finish my point and then the side note. Eh, I don't know my point anymore. <laughs> so, side note, then I sit down. She gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. I wonder where those people went after they heard these words from Anna. To their homes? Into their friendships? Into their families? Into their work? Where are they at in 10 years? 
right? When Jesus is still only 12. It never occurred to me. The word was already in the world and through Anna would have been like, who knows where all of this was? Like, remember 25 years ago that person told great grandma that the Savior was here, that the Messiah, she was in the temple. Uh, what was her name? What was her name? I think great grandma said that they, uh, Anna, I think it was. Right? They didn't have these scriptures yet. But there was already the word spreading. And what is that, that, that work is the preparation, is the work of the Holy Spirit, increasing people's desires, working in them in ways in which stirring up that at some point in the future, they will have the fulfillment of what they, it is that they had been stirred up for. And this is what the Holy Spirit was doing right here in the scriptures. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit in the church and for us. As I was doing evangelization and starting to grow and bringing the gospel to other people, I started noticing that they already sort of had the thing starting that I thought I was supposed to bring to them. Does that make sense? Like I'd meet with them and when in humility, if I allowed them to, I'd be like, well, wait a minute. You already like, what does this mean? And I remember this one person wasn't baptized. And I was like, well, okay, wait a minute. I'm hoping that they have all of these things, but then they're not baptized and they seem to already, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> what? What am I doing? I mean, I believe they need baptism, but okay, what's it? And I remember this, I asked this priest, I said, okay, what's this all about? And he said, well, what's the role of the Holy Spirit? And it just clicked. I was like, what? I thought the Holy Spirit always came after, right? And we think of that in regard to like, right? It's the death, the resurrection, the ascension, and then Pentecost. But wait a minute. They're already using the term the Holy Spirit. They said that it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus is just a little babe. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's been at work. It always is at work. The Holy Spirit is the one that's stirring up within others this great desire for something to fulfill. And what is baptism? Baptism is the fulfillment of the desire that was stirred up. And as we go into the world, we realize that it is a companionship in which God chose to bring the gospel into the world and it's companionship with which he chooses to bring people to salvation. The great gift, as I uh, instructed our our CIA students, Catholics absolutely don't believe in me and Jesus' salvation. It's corporate. We're saved corporately. My salvation is connected to your salvation, and your salvation is connected to your sibling's salvation, your sibling's salvation is connected to their school buddy's salvation. But it's really Jesus. But Jesus just chose to use instruments, and he gave people parts so that we would need a whole. What a gift it is we've gathered here today that we might, as a part, receive the whole. Body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, the one who was presented at the temple and began this great rumor that the one everyone was looking for was here. He's here today.